Hey everyone, welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by the not-so-phantom producer, Tyler Hadley. Howdy doody, everybody. The do artistic one himself, Anthony Duart. Hey, how's it going? If you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where we get together and we usually have another friend with us and talk about, you guessed it, video games. This week we've got a lot to get to with the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And what else we got? We got Yakuza Like a Dragon, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Zelda Age of Calamity. But before we get into all that, just want to remind everybody to like and subscribe and join our Discord if you want to squad up and play some games with us. We've got some uh, fun little sections for different games and general conversation. If you want to ask questions for the show, that's where you submit them. So hope to see that community continue to grow. All right. How do I do, guys? I, I, what am I forgetting? That was good. Oh, yeah. Just uh, the recent videos we posted, we got a lot of Yakuza stuff up there. Kenny's been live streaming all the time. Um, you can check those out. Those are posted straight from the stream. I did a little sweepstakes uh, competition. I didn't realize I won. So I uh, actually won the Digimon trading card game sweepstakes. But then there's a video. Uh, yeah. You want to check that out. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. That is a big moment cool. for you. I was I was way more excited than I should have been. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> So it came, it came like little, like came with like little, uh, like punch out cards, like card, like little cardboard cards. But it also came with like real packs. Yeah, it came with like a uh, little. It was like a info booklet on the front and back, but they're like basically proxy cards. So it's like a fake card, just on the material of the paper, the magazine. Uh, so you can cut them out and technically play like a full game with somebody to learn the rules and stuff. It was a big rule sheet, um, enough cards for like a, a quick. Like, I think it was like a forty card deck, maybe. Might have been a little bit uh, shorter. And then it came with these really cool, like, hollow promo cards. There's, like, four packs of these, but they're all the same. Check them out more on the, the video. So is that one of the card games that you actually play? No. Or is it? No. <laughs> I wish. No, I tried to. I, I collected them uh, a lot when I was younger. This is actually the first time, or a new card game, I should say. The first card game came to the U.S. back when the huge like Pokemon Digimon boom, and like late '90s, early 2000s. This one's like a totally revamped version of the game. It looks really fun, so I'm really, really excited to check it out and you know have another meaningless thing to start spending my money on. Hell yeah, everybody needs that. Oh yeah. But Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, you actually play those, right? Oh yeah, I wish I I played them physically some more. Play uh, Duel or Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Links on my phone. I want to scratch that Yu-Gi-Oh itch, and then uh, Pokemon TCG occasionally with my roommate. He's got some cards too, so it's like it's fun to that, stroll down memory lane via cardboard. That seemed like the one that most people, when I was a kid, were actually watching the show and playing the game. With Pokemon, it was like maybe they watched the show and played the Game Boy game. You mm -hmm. rarely got the trifecta of like they're into the card game, the video game, and the show. Definitely. Yeah, I was the same way. I never played the Pokemon card game when I was younger. I only just, like, I had this fat binder. Like, I bought cards all the time, but I just collected them. I didn't do anything with them. So I just let them sit in the binder, and I was like, we're all of these. Same after here. a while, I was like, cool. And it's a tragedy. I don't know what happened to them, because it'd be worth several thousand dollars today. Yeah, they're shooting up, which is crazy, all, especially all the old ones like we used to have. Mm -hmm. like the very first prints. Those are, there's been a huge boom. And that's actually thanks to, uh, like, Logan Paul, surprisingly. He's, uh, he apparently opened a bunch yeah. of like first edition packs on stream and donated the or sold them and then donated to charity for his profits. Oh wow! Yeah. Charity for his profits. I'm pretty charity sure. For his profit. Pretty for sure his the, profit the, rare, the rarest card that I have is probably uh, 
I have a second edition, second edition uh, Charizard. Nice. Wow, I don't, I don't think I, don't, I have one yet. I didn't even know that they wrote second edition on any of the cards. I know that there was the mm -hmm. little first edition. There, so there's second editions as well. Yeah, they have a little like a big number two where the the first edition icon is. Yeah, the and there's the first like edition cards. Yeah. I'd imagine that's worth a few hundred. Yeah, I think it is worth like at least a hundred. Um, definitely not as rare as those first edition ones circulating out there. Oh, those I, shadowless border We ones. could have got those. We could have got those. Mm -hmm. Like all we would have to do is convince our, our parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get jobs as a kid. Yeah, like been adults Mom, back then. Spend one hundred and fifty dollars on this. It will pay off. It will pay for like two years of college. I'm going to go back right. in time, Mom. I swear it's going to be worth it. Back to the Future 4, while he goes back in time and goes to Wizard World and buys all the Pokemon cards. <laughs> that sounds like a sick store. Was that the store you bought him when you were younger? Yeah, Wizard World. Ooh, that, that sounds was, awesome. It was a very, uh, you know, at the time, it seemed like the coolest place in the world. They they would have weekly, you know, Magic the Gathering tournaments. They had all the Pokemon cards in, like, a display case. Uh, they would They would have... Um, this is completely random, and it's growing. This is in you know a little bit outside of New York City. I was a big Yankees fan in the late '90s because, of course, you would be if you lived in New York. They were winning constantly. Uh, I met El Duque, who was a, a pitcher for the Yankees there, and he signed my baseball glove. Ooh! So that's probably my most prominent memory of Wizard World, and it eventually went out of business. But. Oh. A cool well, at least place. you get the memories. That sounds really cool, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. All right. So Thanksgiving is only two days away. So back half of the show this week, we will be talking about the things in gaming that we have been most thankful for in 2020. But before we do that, we're going to do what we always do. Go over the games we've either been streaming, playing, or a combination of both. I think we should start with what is the newest one this week. Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about your time with The Legend of Zelda Age of Calamity, the prequel to Breath of the Wild. It's pretty good. It's it's great. If you like uh, beat-em-up games, hack and slash, uh, like I think I said on a couple episodes prior, it's exactly like a Dynasty Warriors game. Um, pretty much Hyrule Warriors, the first one that came out for Wii U and then was ported to Switch, uh, except this time I'm actually invested in the story, whereas the story for original Hyrule Warriors was kind of just like, oh, it's a bunch of fan service. And there's, yeah. uh, I don't know, Link's got a bunch of new hot girls you can fight with. And then, I don't know, maybe one of them's the same as the other one. And maybe they're both twins that got split. But it's it's really good. You collect uh, different weapons as you go through. The overworld map is serves as the pretty much the game menu. So every time you you know start up a mission or start the game up, it'll do a nice little zoom in to like the one of the towers from Breath of the Wild, and it'll show Link at the Sheikah Slate, and it just like zooms in, kind of like how you're opening up the world map if you pause Breath of the Wild or once your map, mm -hmm. and it just gives you a big scope, whole maps there, and as you progress through the game, going through either story missions or doing different side missions that will pop up as you progress, um, they're like little symbols, and you basically just use them as resources you get through battles to open up uh, or complete the missions, like side missions that pop up, and then story missions you can just go to. So are there any sort of times where you're just wandering around and trying to find what's next? It sort of sounds like it's more select a mission type of thing all the time. Yeah, very more select. You can wander around a bit on the battlefield depending on you know, how the enemy is advancing on you. There's definitely a sense of exploration because the Koroks are back. 
uh, in the game. So scattered throughout Ooh. the map, you'll see like little weird things. If you see something that's off, like go and hit it. Like I saw one of the air balloon things from Breath of the Wild, and I took out Link has like a second ability, the bow. So I used the bow to shoot it, and then a little cork guy like popped up, and he gave me a little golden poop. I was like, oh, okay. Korak seeds, I wonder if there's going to be 900 of them this time, do you know? There probably is. I haven't checked the exact amount, but I, I'm sure that they, they snuck a good handful in there. <laughs> so for the marketing of this game, I think they effectively, you know, put out a few trailers saying that this isn't just going to be a sequel to the first Hyrule Warriors. We really tried to make it feel like a Nintendo game and collaborated with them. Mm -hmm. And of course, it has the visual style with Breath of the Wild. Do you I think that's what really sells it for me, is that... Is is the visuals? Yeah, because it just feels way more polished, way more, I don't know, kind of like an actual Zelda. like Cohesive. Yeah, whereas Hyrule Warriors is good, but some of the sound effects really just kind of like... I don't know, they irked me in a weird way. I can't really describe it. You know, when you hear something, it's like, this doesn't really fit. Would you believe... I mean, of course you would, but... <laughs> would you believe if We're somebody to told, told you... No. <laughs> if somebody told you that this was a Nintendo game? Like developed straight up by Nintendo, with all the promoing, probably just because it is straight out like Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Um, it is is it Koei? It's Koei Tecmo, I think, right? That did it. I think so. Uh, let me double check that while you talk about its Nintendo and qualities. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very Nintendo. It's very uh, definitely. You know, if you played Breath of the Wild, the aesthetic is great. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Some of the textures look a little different like i can't tell if it's like just the art style or like scuffs on people's faces but there's kind of like an endearing quality to that as well um you get different aesthetics for link which is cool so i just unlocked i did the second uh divine beast out of the four. First one i did was mifa the zora princess the big elephant thing and that was a really cool mission because once you go through that you unlock mifa to play with so you're playing with her halfway through the mission kind of like zooming around she has her own unique skill set she uses a spear as her main weapon and she's got her own different secondary attack, which is like a whirlpool. So you can like shoot the whirlpool out, do some combos, press the button, and then like teleport to the whirlpool and like shoot up and like just hack a bunch of guys. And then at the end of that mission, you got to actually pilot the divine beast, the big uh, like water elephant thing, which is really sick. And you just like went around and went down this kind of like pretty much, you know, rail path. But the whole time you're just sitting there like, okay, use our trigger to shoot. And you're just like blowing a bunch of moblins up and dudes are exploding. People are flying everywhere icicles are shooting out wow and there's this big beam attack you can do that blows down barriers it's it sweet that does sound pretty neat and i'm looking it up and it's uh seems like the game is selling like hotcakes uh age it. of calamities sold sold three million copies at launch already the best uh koi tecmo game ever really wow yeah that's i mean because the first one was still good and this one's just I don't know. I, I still like find myself, you know, I'm not like really bored with it yet, but it's like it's I'm kind of juggling that in Yakuza, but it's a very good, you know, I can sit down, take a break from Yakuza or something and play that. I'd be like, oh, OK, just, you know, I don't have to think too hard. I can just mash buttons and do cool combos and looks really sweet. Whereas I can also, mm -hmm. you know, take it into my bed and be like, oh, like as I'm laying down to sleep, just playing. I was kicking. Uh, what was I doing? I was doing a bunch of Urbosa missions last night. So that was really cool because she has her whole lightning thing she can use. She has a little lightning gauge that builds up as you accumulate combos and you know just spank a bunch of dudes in the field and she just has this one attack that you can just hold or no it's with their combos you hold uh r as you're doing uh attacks and she'll just shoot a bunch of lightning out and it just decimates and is it uh 
running okay? I know that it's a, on the Nintendo Switch, and is it like more frames per second than I am right now? Because yes, <laughs> it's more it's more frames than uh, more frames a second than you are currently. But certain times it, it kind of slows down. Like if there's something big going on, or like say I'm using one of those like big lightning attacks that hits a bunch of people, and there's like two big dudes that like mid boss people that are in the screen, it'll like slow down to a chug a bit, and then it'll pick up once the animation's done. Okay. Well, it sounds like uh, you're enjoying it so far. I've definitely got the itch to play a Zelda game. Been long you enough. Should. It's I, it's fun. That's, it's two player mode, but it's only local. I, oh yeah. I saw Link's Awakening on sale, and I was like, oh, forgot all about that. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was still like forty bucks. But they had so many of those when I went to Best Buy. There were so many copies of Link's Awakening. Not one of Hyrule Warriors really? though. Bunch of Link's Awakening. Huh. Well, we will he hear more about it. Uh, there's a video of you playing some of it on mm -hmm. the channel, right? Yep. Okay, so people can ch check that out if they want to see some gameplay. Now, why don't we move on to the game that Tyler and I have been spending the majority of our game time with, and that is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. He's playing it on PS5. I'm playing it on my ancient just... <laughs> Your relic of the past. Sad to look... Exactly, it's PS4. falling apart. There's dust <laughs> popping out every time you turn the disc tray on. It's all sticky now for some reason. We don't know how that happened. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but anyway, I'm about 15, 16, 17 hours in, I believe. Tyler is 35, so he's definitely surpassed me by quite a bit. Um, as he typically does when he really gets into a game, he sticks his teeth full on into it. Oh yeah. So what what are you thinking so far? Are you liking it as levels of like Ghost of Tsushima, like you were raving about this summer, or is it just scratching that open world itch in a slightly um, lesser way? I definitely like it. Um it's it's very it's different from Ghost of Tsushima. Um the combat, I know a lot of people are saying it kind of like kind of brings back that sort of like God of War feel where you're you're swinging the axe around. You can actually get it like feels like you're actually like hitting people, like making contact with like certain certain attacks and and just like the typical like light attack, heavy attack are are, are nice. Um, I mean, it, I'm liking it more and more like as I progress. Um, the story has been building up really well. Um, the choices that they have you make at certain times, like, are really, like, some of them are really tough choices, and, like, to the point where one of the choices, I was like, I need to look up, like, what, what, what can, ha what can happen, because I don't want to, like, potentially ruin, like, what my, what I want. Um, so I looked, like, one thing up that, thankfully, like, didn't really spoil much. Um. I do that, too, all the do time. Do you think those choices are... Do you think those choices are actually making impactful changes to the how the story plays out? Um, well, I know for a fact that there are certain choices that will affect the ending, depending on. I think there's like, I can't remember how many the article I said had, but there's, there, I think there's like a number of choices that you can make, and if you make two or like two or three of the wrong choices, you'll get like a different ending. Hmm. I was surprised in a mission where uh, I had to accuse someone of being a traitor, and I didn't necessarily have to gather all the evidence. I could have made a judgment based on the way that they were talking to me, or just the facts that I had gathered at the moment, 
and I could have, I guess, accused the wrong person. Thankfully, I completed all the tasks and was able to find the right person because uh, wouldn't want to expel the wrong Viking. But yeah, no, I'd be. I was a little about what happened. Surprised you, by that. Yeah, I'd be curious about what happened if you did select the wrong person during that. Because, so I, because what, what, um, I know when I first went into that scenario, like I had initially came in thinking it was somebody, but then as I was like going through all the facts, uh, somebody said something. It's like, oh, it's definitely them. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Noir style. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the game is a little bit different structurally than uh, Odyssey and Origins the two games that preceded this one as far as exploration goes because instead of knowing exactly what you're or having a better idea of what you're going to find you have blue white and gold icons on the map the blue uh is for what uh that, like the, is that the, 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 the mysteries mysteries the mysteries which could be something as simple as a 2 minute side quest could be something a little more substantial than that could be uh, like a mini boss. And then you have artifacts, which are the white ones, and then wealth, which are the yellow ones, which could be either just resources for your town or um, money or armor. And I think that that works to an extent. I sometimes wish I had a little bit more of an idea of why to venture out there. And I do think that the side quests as a whole are much less involved than they were in the previous two games. And I think that's because they shifted their focus to more RPG-like elements like the settlement building and the specking out your character and the... like. It's a trade-off. Like The, the game does not feel in, in any way, and actually I think it actually feels a little bit smaller and tighter of a package than the previous two games um so yeah i, I kind of lost my train of thought there but what's uh i'm not what game did you uh, say on when i was watching you played on stream um what game did you say they put the skill tree in like the first one when they started implementing that stuff i they might have had a skill tree back in like syndicate days like it's they've been incorporating more and more RPG elements as the series has gone on. Um, but this one, while I'm liking it, it's not grabbing me in a way that the previous two did, especially Origins. And I I agree that what Tyler's saying, that it is getting better as it goes along, and it seems like the story's going in good places, and I, I do want to keep on playing it. But uh, some nitpicks that I have so far are the music seems like a pretty significant... Um, downgrade from previous games it's it's quiet uh the the music that plays when you're raiding is i think a really lame track and, and it doesn't seem like there's much variety there it's like just some guy going very perfect and just sort of a, a droning boring thing which should be it should be a rousing moment there should be a lot of you know, it should feel chaotic. Instead, it feels very. Oh, guess we got to throw a torch on this roof. Oh, 
forgot a roof. Throw a torch back there. Oh, 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 come over oh, here. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Help, help, help me break down this door. I mean, I guess it's like the mob mentality kind of thing, but I I would agree. It, it's uh, I was actually, I don't know, this has nothing to do with Assassin's Creed, but I was listening to the Kingdom Hearts 2 soundtrack on the way home from work today because I love the battle music. And there's some boss jams in that that just get you uh, like... I mean, um, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. The raids could definitely be be improved. Um, I don't think it's like the best part about the game at all. Um, what I am liking is that it definitely seems like that it's not. And again, like I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since like Assassin's Creed Three or something. So. I know, like, back then, like, pretty much, like, tons of your mission, like, it was, it was like, basically, like, a stealth game back then. You weren't just, like, ever really run running in and getting into a big battle and, like, causing a scene or anything like that. You kind of, like, had to be finding a way into buildings and locating your target, finding a way around to get to your target, and then assassinating them and then booking it out of there. Blending in with the mm -hmm. brothel of women that was walking down or all the nuns. Yeah, and obviously now it's not nearly as stealthy as it was back then. At all, um, at all, right? Yeah, so. at all, really. Because <laughs> um, you can just you can just run in and take everybody out. Um, but Sounds I am like kind of game. I am still liking that the more kind of like contracts and like finding people like within the order and stuff like that and certain missions. I mean, it still gives you the opportunity to to find a stealthy way into places to be able to kind of like get that good like assassination feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree yeah i think that the game does an admirable job of having different uh, possible ways to spec your character we talked about that last week how nice it is that you can just um with a hit of a button respec with no punishment have you done that at all yet tyler yeah i've definitely um like because currently right now my character is specced out pretty much with all like way of the wolf gear uh except for the the predator bow that i like to use um but pretty mm -hmm. much like I, I pretty much like opened up my entire like blue side of the skill tree and i tr I tried to make sure i was hitting like every way of the wolf icon that gave you like an extra buff and everything when when you select that one nice um so there were definitely mm -hmm. times where i was like all right i'm gonna like take a couple off from one of the other sides of the skill tree just so I can like hit this next one or something like that and or if I want to get like one of those special oh, wow. abilities or something like that I could just like take a couple off the ends of the other places so can you actually just take off like one by one I thought you would have to sort of start from scratch oh yeah you can you can take off one by one obviously you have to start at like the ends of the trees so you have to like work your way backwards yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's even more flexible than I thought it was. Um, but I will say, I am probably I, a quarter of the way through it. It seems like it's going to be a eighty-hour or so game. You're thirty-five hours into it, and you, you, I bet you still feel like there's a whole lot out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what a uh, what weapon have you been using? I have been using for the most part and I, I have changed around a bit um the iron star 
flail or something like that i honestly can't remember the okay. name of it but it's 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 the one that you can kind of it has a slightly slow build up but then once you are hitting them you're really getting a mm -hmm. i just like the way it looks hell yeah kind of looks like a medieval english nunchuck and uh, it feels satisfying that, to pop people like is it you get a nice like crunchy kind of feel when you're like comboing well it's not god of war level satisfaction mm. of throwing the leviathan axe or anything but it's it's not, it's pretty good um using that with, I, a, with I a shield think, yeah I, I love having a shield i don't yeah, know it, that it was something matter. that i i missed a lot in odyssey um i think that the the designs of the weapons in this game are a huge step up from the two i'll give that uh it, there well there's also like one fourth of the the amount so makes sense they did a quality over quantity approach as far as the weapons and i think that was a good choice they're also not random drops they used to be random drops the previous two games so now you can actually look up where you want to go find a certain weapon you guys Ooh. kept talking about predator bows and i was like i don't have any bows so <laughs> hit up I, IG, ign's wiki went back to norway picked that up real quick <laughs> oh yeah now is there fast travel yeah. so you can be like okay i'm in norway i'm gonna go to i don't oh, know wherever yes. else is. Okay. yeah that's good yeah, <laughs> this game would be 700 hours long without fast travel <laughs> more realistic imagine? though that would be i'm sure, I'm sure somebody has played it like that Oh, yeah. I'm sure somebody did that with uh, Red Dead as well. I think they might have, like the whole game in camera mode or something, I, or cinema I, mode. I almost did it in Red Dead because the, the fast travel is much, it's pretty limited. You know, that you have only the train stations and uh, like they actually do a good job of ungamifying the fast travel in Red Dead 2, That's if I cool. can recall. Yeah. Now, question of the night, Tyler. <clears throat> Did you or did you win to the bear fight when you trip balls, or did you lose to the bear fight when you trip balls? The, Berser the berserker brew. Yeah, I um, right. That was Anthony was watching me on play that on stream. That uh, was a sick moment. I think I beat him. I, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure I beat him. Do you, do you know if anything happens? Because that could be like one of the choices things there. I don't think I don't think it really matters uh, either way. Because I think you still do that mission with him after. Can't remember what happens afterwards. I mean, you, you could say it. I mean. Well, I died like two. Th I had like he had two, one third of his health left, something like that. The bear did, and I thought I would have to redo it, but you still wake up from the same oh, okay. hallucina hallucination. And I think that's actually been one of the strongest story missions so far. And mm -hmm. that char that character seems like a pretty cool guy to have in on in the squad. So oh, yeah. so you get him after that? Because that's where I went to go get food after I saw the well, cool fight. Yeah, it's not in your like a party member but he, he's in your settlement yeah that's cool yeah. well you could you know that like i actually just discovered this the other day is that like the people that you do like recruit and you did you like have you built the barracks in your settlement i don't think so you should look into that because once you do do that then you can actually like select people that you want like the people that like you travel with on your ship and like you can like people that you recruit and be on your ship when you go on raids and stuff like that. Um, wow! But, so actually, once so you build, much to this game, yeah. Once you build a barracks, you actually can create your own uh, Viking. And then I think, like, I think what Whoa. you would be able to do is like I could recruit your Viking, and then you could recruit my oh, Viking because cool. you can recruit your friends' Vikings. It seems like. Well, that's 
that's pretty yeah, that's the kind of stuff that i buy the games for i do really like that that's cool and then um did you build the the sears place in your settlement sears went out of business yeah (laughs) i think i did build the sears place last night and i needed to to progress the story i think right you gotta find her like some herbs or something like that anyway not important what what it's what's the uh Uh, you gotta do that what what are you gonna ask me next once you get her story once you get her quest lines going and those those are you're gonna have a Are whole they new more trippy stuff. Uh, uh kinda. <laughs> okay, because about that, I was surprised that the game has some sort of Far Cry, you know, tr- tripping elements to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which definitely. Isn't every single every single Far Cry game, and in this one, you're you're finding mushrooms and you're drinking pos- potions and everything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, this is embarrassing. Stuff. My how bad my frame rate is but anyway it's a podcast doesn't matter it's okay yeah that's like my my audio speed is like that all the time don't worry that's just how i talk normally all right well anything we want to say about valhalla before we move on it's a good game forward to it i'm definitely not gonna 100 percent it obviously but uh, i mean we'll see how much more i play you're looking, once looking I, forward uh, to, to playing it tonight <laughs> uh, I, i've been playing it for most of the day so i might take a break tonight I play more. Gotcha. It's okay. Uh, but I mean, another thing too is like the the con. I'm not sure if you've gotten to the point where you start getting like the the contracts. Um, yep. and these are pretty much like side side missions, side quests, like daily daily uh missions that you can do. From from Rada, from Rada. Yeah. Or, yeah, he was actually in in yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins, which is was pretty cool. Oh, okay. That that little kid. Yep. Um, I think I have like a hundred so... opals right now. <laughs> What? Ooh, is that currency? Dang. Yeah, you use them. And for some reason, like I, I don't know if like today was like a special day or something like that, but I couldn't buy anything from them. There was no like daily or weekly things you could I could buy. I could only do the huh. daily contracts. Seems like you can get some good stuff from him. Oh yeah, seriously, like OP stuff. It seems like that's awesome. Yeah, which is probably because I don't think many people engaged with that in odyssey and origins or at least i didn't find a need to mainly because there was a wealth of other side quests to do which this game doesn't have mm-hmm. um but it's like i said it's a, it's a give and take um, a lot of people especially i see on the assassin's creed reddit seem to be pretty happy with it fan response seems to be mostly very positive from what i've been reading okay yeah. moving on a game that i have been playing which i played a few hours of uh, about a week and a half ago, Assassin's Creed came out, and I just sort of put it down, but I picked it back up uh, last night, play a little bit more today, Blasphemous. Blasphemous is a 2D Souls-like with a lot of Castlevania in its DNA as well, made by a Spanish studio, a lot of really dark and gothic Christian imagery, very bloody and violent 2D sprite action game. Uh, you can it's metal get as it on... Yes, that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, game goes on sale for twelve to fifteen bucks pretty often. I think the original price was twenty four ninety nine, and I have to say that it's really good in a lot of different ways. Uh, the combat 
feels snappy and is just the right amount of punishing so far. And I think the UI is really good. Like just the equipping weapons, the looking at your moves, the item descriptions, the collectibles. Like it's got a very uh, modern, you know, R1 to scroll through different tabs type menu system. And I think that that just looks really good. Uh, so far, the exploration's been, you know, it, it's it's that Metroidvania feel where you're like, hmm, do I want to go right here or left here? And then you see you go left, and it's like a wide open room with lots of enemies. And you're like, oh shit, maybe right was just like a save room. Better go back there real quick. And right. you know, I think that's it's been cool so far. Like the levels connect in a in a neat way. Like I was up in a snowy mountain area finally got towards uh, the end of that and was able to unlock a shortcut back to the original or the uh, sort of your home base where you can upgrade your sword and things like that. Uh, the boss fights have been, you know, I've, I've been dying to them like five to ten times and they're they're quick. They're, they're like, you know, two, three minute long fights that are punchy and just feel satisfying when you actually complete them. I think I've only beaten three so far. I'm still, I'm only about three and a half, four hours in, and it seems like, you know, if I had to guess a 15-hour game, but who? that's just a total guess. But anyway, you guys ever uh, consider this one, or is it maybe I watch you've you got too it. many other things to do? You watch me play I'll it? I'll watch you play it. The, the cutscenes look awesome. It's It looks very, it's very, like, gothic inspired like very the pixel art's amazing it's very very hyper detailed um like pixel art and the cutscenes are they look very just you know kind of short and simple but very you know it's one of those games that's like hey i don't know I, the way i guess i'm trying to describe it i don't know why but i just think of like the sharp edge of like a like sharp edge of a needle or a sword just going mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's like it's not too over detailed but it's just just the right poke i think you're dead on about that yeah so it's got these cut scenes that you know very the big close-ups and i can't think of games off the top of my head that have that. that's what i'm trying to think of kind of like uh the little cut scenes in arcade games like old beat-em-ups or like the simpsons game for example i know that's not the best one to compare to blasphemous but like the intro cutscene for that is just like almost close-ups of like the simpsons family walking down the street and then maggie gets curled up in the air and then she falls down a diamond pops in her mouth and Smithers is a bad guy in this one. He steals her. And the whole point of the game is you go through like eight levels to go beat up bad guys and save Maggie. So it, Blasphemous is, when you think about it, really just the Simpsons arcade game without Simpsons skins. <laughs> if you're wondering why I'm looking over here, I got two monitors and I'm just looking at a new trailer that was recently <laughs> released. And I, I forgot to mention that the game, since I started playing it, has been patched. And really? it seems like there's... Yeah, there's a new game plus mode now. Seems like there's other challenges that you can add. There's new story content, all free. And this, this the game really is a pretty, it's quite a, a looker. And I'm super looking forward to it. I'm sad that I can't play Demon Souls like Tyler can on his PS5, but this is the next best thing for me right now. Are you really it's sad? Because uh... it just gets, it just, it seems like Tyler's just having having fun with it but it's <laughs> one of those that you're like oh man i love just bashing my head against the wall for like two hours and 
than finally being able to breathe. Yeah, that's why, why that's why I do love screen. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, for for real, I'll, I was going to mention it later on in the show, but there's I've just been watching Fati Vijay videos. Yes, on... I love his stuff. It's so good. It's, it's pretty uh, much all the lore is so good. He's the reason why I found out that there was like the true ending to Bloodborne. I was like, oh man, I gotta go get those things. Yeah, they're just. It's just each character. He's got that whole prepare, prepare to cry series that he has that goes into super detail about the bosses and it's it's a great channel lore. i'm sure that check it out highly recommend people it. listen yeah most people listening have probably heard about it i would say but Bati, Bati. Bati. yeah yeah so it's hard to find better souls content out there oh for sure it's it's real good and isn't uh what's the deal with blasphemous with the, i know i've only seen like the opening maybe like not even 10 minutes but there i know i think it was after you beat the first boss where he like shoves his like there's that big mask you wear which is like a mask helmet that's like a big needle and then he like shoves it into the boss and drains the blood from it, and then just like puts it on his head with all the blood in it. Still, mm-hmm. is that ever yeah, explained? It has a lot of... Well, you are well. They don't like explicitly explain it, yeah, but they they kind of implement. You know, you your character is known as the penitent one, and I don't know. I, I the story is very like there's a, a curse that befell the land and it's actually ended up being a beautiful good holy curse and i don't know i i gotta look into it because mm. it's cryptic and hard to follow sort of like souls is but then when you dig on youtube for some Theory explanations it probably ends up being pretty cool and then you can go back and play it with your increased knowledge and be like oh i get it now it's that, it's that type of game and i think that I they like that. i can respect that na- they nail it so far Vati video, new um, lore video. Blasphemous. <laughs> yep. Okay, moving on. I think that that's actually the end of the games we've been playing. Oh, yeah, I did play a little bit of Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Um, I switched over from PS4 to Xbox because Beyond Light is included with Game Pass. wanted to try out the process if anybody else is interested. It's a pretty painless one, and it seems like I can swap back if I want to. And in my first 45 minutes to an hour of Beyond Light, it seems it doesn't have the same strong first impression that like a Forsaken did or a, um, let's see, what's another big one? The the King, Taken King did, but I'm very early on. It's, I've just been shooting some stuff in the snow. I haven't even got the new stasis power. I just say, I, I think that the menus are looking pretty good. They're snappier. And I don't know if, the, if it's the Xbox version or what, but like the PS4 version was so slow, but I'm actually finding it, the, the load time is bearable on the Xbox One so far. So more on that one next week. All right, y'all. What about, uh, I want to hear some to more me. about Yakuza. Ooh, uh, all right, my bad. Yakuza, ooh. like a dragon. I'll go. I'll go a little bit more into it. But when uh, when Kenny comes back next week, um, hopefully, I want to have him go into more of it. But basically, my experience with it this past weekend was uh, I got to chapter five. I've been in chapter five for a bit, and you get to a point where you have this girl come up to you, and she's like, "I have a failing business. Can you? I don't know. I'm just going to complain about it to you because the guy who I was supposed to help me with it is now dead. Uh, so why?" 
and you're like, I'm the good guy. I'll help you run your business, even though I was just homeless like three days ago. And you get this whole like sweet uh, little like money business management uh, mini game that I sunk like, I don't know, maybe like four hours into over the weekend. And it was amazing because your whole goal is to go from like bottom of the rank, like as this little small crappy company that's like unknown to like number one in the price. They call it like the price shareholders uh, market, shareholders market. And you do that by basically buying property, selling property. It's basically just like a business management simulator that you can hire different people um, through different menus, uh, assign them to work at certain places, get their stats up to certain points. And then you basically run the sim for like a week period. It's out of like four weeks. So it's like a month. So every week is one period. And at the end of the month, um, you go to something called a shareholders meeting. And at the shareholders meeting, you have your little posse of like four people you choose from your employees you put on your board. And basically you are fighting this group of the shareholders for the like, different companies. And your whole point is to persuade them and you persuade them by they'll throw questions at you. You basically just click on it and it'll be like, Oh, it's, it kind of functions under a rock, paper, scissors, like almost a Pokemon type system where it's like red, blue, and green, red beats, green, green beats, uh, blue, blue beats, red, that kind of deal. And you have your employees of the three different types. And you shoot the questions, or they question you, you shoot your answers back at them. And once you have them stunned, um, which is you just have to hit them three times or with a weakness. Um, once they're stunned, you just pretty much click your employee who's their weakness, and you get their HP or their persuasiveness down in this to zero. And once you've pacified all the shareholders within the time limit, which is usually like, I think it's like a minute and a half, um, and then you win. And you get to keep moving up, and your stock prices increase, and you just earn more money neat and it helps you out pretty it, i guess having more money will help you out in the game right oh yeah you know it's weird because your money has a bunch of company but you can't use that money in like for your character you get money bonuses for your character at the end of every stock or shareholders meeting which is cool so i'm at number one and after every shareholder meeting when you rank number one you get three million yen like three million bucks every time so i've just been like sitting there grinding out four weeks and... doing shareholders meeting getting the money and keep doing that so i've been like Racking in the dough. Like how? So is that like part of the the main story, or is it like a side mission stuff? It's part. It's main story that bleeds into side missions. So it's pretty much you have the choice. It's totally optional. You don't have to do it at all. So you can go there. Um, you could just choose not to talk to the chick who's like, "Help me." And you're like, "Whatever." You can just leave. You can come back to it anytime. It's always open. But you do get a nice little surprise. You get a secret party member if you get through the first. Uh, like you pretty much do the first milestone with it. Like you get to the top, I think it's like within the top 50 or something, 50 or 100. Like you just get into the rain, the running show, the girl will actually join you. Yeah. The, the Yakuza games have had these types of really in-depth management Sims for several games. Now I think going back to, well, I know that they were in zero. Mm -hmm. So, and then, of course, they were in six as well. So that sounds pretty involved and neat. And I thought as a fun fact, I looked it up. Three million Japanese yen equals guess how many dollars? Uh, I wanted 300,000. <laughs> like 3,000. <laughs> You're both very wrong. 28,698. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mr. Moneybags. Neat. Well, 
as you uh, as we mentioned, Kenny has several videos of essentially what's going to be, I think, a full playthrough of like a dragon, if not a full playthrough, a big bulk of it. So check that out on the channel. Follow us on Twitch. Get notifications when we go live. All that good stuff. All right, moving on. Back half of the show. Topic this week. What are we thankful for in 2020? As far as time. Gaming goes, yes, if you're listening to this years from now, thanks, thanks, Thanksgiving was two days from now, so we were start, trying to give thanks. Getting festive, into, into the spirit when we're in this hell. We live in hell. We are existing in a crisis. We can't leave our homes. Everybody's dying, but turkey <laughs> is still delicious with cranberry sauce. <laughs> this is true. Hells, yeah. You prefer canned or homemade cranberry? I like it both, baby. Can can yeah, on a sandwich. Ooh, how about that? And I mean, the canned ones are delicious, but uh, I've in the past few years started to come around mm -hmm. to some nice tart homemade ones. Ooh, that's actually the first. I never really liked cranberry sauce before until I actually accidentally had it on a sandwich <laughs> that my dad bought me at the casino once when we went to go. I think we were just up there for some reason. I don't think I was old enough to gamble yet, but he brought me the food court. He's just like, oh, here, get a sandwich or something. So I was like, oh, I like the turkey one. Sounds good. And it had cranberry sauce. And I was like, oh, man, what have I been missing out on all these years? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we always have both at our table. You got to have the Okay, option. so we thought of three things a piece that we're thankful for. Does anybody want to start that's not named Wiley? <laughs> not not uh, somebody who filled out all three questions? Mine are pretty, <laughs> mine are pretty quick and easy, but uh, I guess I'll start off by saying I am thankful that I was able to secure PS5 at launch. But special thanks to Kenny, because he's the one who got the special pre-order from Sony, and he let me use it. So but wait, I thought he was the that. Xbox guy. Yeah, that's why I got what? the Xbox. That's why I, I gave away his PlayStation pre-order. Uh, okay, I see. Uh. I never entered that, and I feel like such a damn fool. So you never know. You'd be like the I Digimon mean, sweepstakes. I, I entered it, but I didn't get it. But I would have got it because I bought over 250 games on that PS4. So That son entered. of a bitch. It was free. free to I know, I should have. But I think it fell but anyway, I'm happy for you too, and I'll come over and play it someday once it is safe. And who knows, maybe maybe before that, if I'm feeling like a daredevil. I feel like you just got to get a couple um, drinks in you, Wiley, be like, we're going to play PS5. <laughs> You're on that side of the room. You're on that side of the room. I'm on this side. Yes. the controller. Put your plastic uh, bag for a helmet on again. So I just cut holes in it. It's fine. So... I'm thankful for that even during this uh, final year of a console generation, I think that more so than any others, that it still felt like a very vital year for releases. And I think that the consoles, despite showing their age, have both gone out on high notes with Game Pass, with Sony's excellent output this year, with Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima. We had that crazy time in March and April where we had Doom Eternal. Animal Crossing, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, just back to back to back. So it's been a really solid year, yeah, despite coronavirus, despite the fact that there's the transition happening between consoles. I think that 
we're just at a place now in an industry where there's always a plethora of stuff to play, even um, new stuff, which is the stuff that's most fun to talk about. So I'm thankful for that. Um, the and you know I, this sort of ties into it is that even though I don't have a PS5, even though I can't play Demon Souls, I'm okay with it because I'm still playing games that feel impressive to me. I think that uh, as much as I want it, um, I'm not like it's not like I'm seven years old and crying that I don't have Tickle Me Elmo yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want Elmo. Hey, it's also you can do PS3 and just go play the original. Play the original Tickle oh, Me Elmo. So <laughs> play the original Tickle Me Elmo on PS3. Yeah. That would be funny if I did that. You know, I think I actually only own, I don't think I own a physical copy of Demon's Souls. I think I, I got that one through PS Plus. Ooh. I think that's how I actually played that one. Because well, it was. that baby up. I think I played Demon's Souls after maybe every other Souls game that I, like I, Bloodborne was first, which is what started the cycle. Then I went back to Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, then I was like, I guess now Demon Souls, it's in my library. I added it to my, you know, I got the PS Plus a couple months ago. I guess it's time to kind of do it. And it was good, but I they didn't, like, it, it didn't, after playing all the other ones afterwards, it, it certainly felt a little bit dated in some aspects. So I really want to wait for the PS5 before I revisit it. But thank you for the suggestion. Hey, no problem. That's what I'm here for. All right, Anthony, your turn. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Japanese RPGs, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I am thankful that Japanese RPGs or JRPGs haven't really taken a uh, downward swing yet in the market. And there hasn't been a whole, like, you know, uh, they've been picking up popularity thanks to uh, Persona 5 and Persona 5 The Royal, I feel. Um, we had a pretty good year. We didn't, I think, Dragon Quest Eleven got re-released this year? Yeah. yeah. Or when I think I think it was that uh, last year, and then maybe it came no. to PS4. I, Whenever it got Dragon ported Quest. to Switch, yeah. That no, it's Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, a bunch of Pokemon. Yakuza like it. Yeah, dragon. Yakuza. No, it's, for sure. I think you're right. Uh, JRPGs do feel like they had a much better generation this time around than the previous. I think that. I don't know. J Japanese culture is infiltrating pop culture in a way in the U.S. Because the, we uh, the so weebs now. are growing up. The weebs are getting into society. <laughs> Definitely. I guess so. I don't yeah. their kids to watch anime yeah. instead of Saturday cartoons. Exactly. It's pretty much like Saturday cartoons. Are they anime now? Depending on what you watch. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's. I've been watching some One Piece yeah. with, and that is some total Saturday morning vibes to it you know yep for sure that's what i used to watch on saturday mornings when it was on the fox box when i had the really shitty four kids dub and they had to censor and change a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah i think my friend that i watch it with he said i think that they took something out because it was inappropriate or something oh yeah nope um, they they censored up like sanji it has a lollipop in her scene instead of a cigarette uh they took all the cleavage out of the girls which is terrible um pretty much everything bad hmm and that's the version that's on Hulu is the censored one. No, no, thank God, no. That's the uh, I think the Toei, the new. Uh, is it, are you watching it dubbed or subbed? Dubbed. Uh, I think that's the oh, Funimation. That's a good one. It's the yeah, it's it's the unsubbed one. You're fine. It's good. 
Okay, cool. Um, well, let's see. I guess we'll go back around to me and say I am thankful that uh, the channel has continued to exist. Um, we, back in, I think, April and May, we were getting a little tired of doing the show remotely, discussed getting back together, and we all considered it. And I think that is where, where we can see where the country is now with cases rising everywhere and that we have the fact that we have the capability to do it remotely, that it's the you know responsible thing to do. It's easier. I think that we've, we've improved our cadence and our uh, shows over the course of the now 30 plus episodes that we've done remotely. So I want to thank you guys for making that transition and continuing to put stuff out on the YouTube channel, uh, especially Kenny recently. He's really stepped up the the output as far as, um, you know, qual quality and quantity. So, yeah, I guess I, I'm, I'm happy that we're still out here. Oh, yeah. For sure. Not going anywhere anytime soon. Unless I got to go to the bathroom um, and then I just leave and then come back, though. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, kind of on that. Or did you want to have something else to say? No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say on that on that same note, um, I've just been thankful that I've been able to to watch my friends like play games and stream games, and that's been pretty fun for me. I've been watching Kenny play through Yakuza and kind of being able to play the game through him and experiencing it, experiencing it that way. Um, to the point where I feel like I don't really need to buy it and play it myself. Ah, <laughs> but it's about the experience. <laughs> I don't really have. I mean, that's that's really great yeah. that you feel that way. I've never had. Uh, I've never watched a full playthrough without playing a game. I'm trying to think if I have, and I, that seems crazy that that's the case. But I've any let's players you watched that completed a game or played through it. I mean, I watch sections of them. I, I like watching more so, you know, like Giant Bomb Quick Looks, where they'll play 45 minutes to two hours of a game mm -hmm. and you know, give you the lay of the land, and you can decide whether or not you want to play it or, or not. But no, I've never watched like a full, long, long game all the way through. Although, nothing wrong for those that do. In fact, I encourage it. True. Or speedrun. You could do, do speedrun, I can. Oh, I like watching speedruns. Speedruns speed are. In and out, and uh, mm -hmm. no, I've watched several of those for sure. Um, That's crazy, and that about does it. I mean, we didn't quite have three each. Uh, oh, yeah, one. one thing I, <laughs> I, I wanted to say I, I'm glad that Soulsborne games are, are here and that they're not, they don't have to be made by From Software in order to be good. You know, we've got Hollow Knight, you had Mortal Shell this year, which was pretty good. I'm playing Blasphemous now, which I'm really impressed by at the moment and neo is a really excellent game i hear neo 2 is also amazing but i also hear that it's even harder than the first one and like 80 to 100 hours long so yeah. i'm scared of it well that could be your fill yeah. for demon souls they just play neo 2 it's true and I, <laughs> it's on sale all the time so Ooh. maybe i maybe i will do that but right now blasphemous and um destiny yeah, right. and the other game and that other game no yeah certainly like even <laughs> without the ps5 there's still plenty on the plate 
speaking of plates, Thanksgiving, yum, 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 two yum. days. I think I'm lots of plates. I'm so excited for food. I'm only, so I'm, I think I'm more so excited for the leftovers because eating with everybody in the moment is great and everything, but like, I'm going to be set for like the next five days. Depending <laughs> on how you ration it, I don't know. Yeah, in mm-hmm. my, in my what, kiss what, are you, what are you gonna cook? I'm gonna think about cooking, and then I'm not going to. So I'm gonna go to my aunt's <laughs> house and then take a bunch of turkey and cranberry sauce and stuffing, and hopefully uh, we got green bean casserole, and then uh, maybe some squash and yams and mashed potatoes. Hopefully, there's the you know, they have the like the chocolate lava kind of like pudding cake stuff. Like mud pie, I think that's what it's called, or just the classic. Um, I'm a chocolate cream kind of guy. Chocolate oh, cream yeah. pie, chocolate oh. cream pie, that was Ooh. good. Uh, homemade, so good. That pecan pie. Oh yeah, pecan pie is my jam. That's so good. Happy Thanksgiving, C. Elliot. She said subtle brag a while ago. I think that was probably about my Tyler's PS5. Yeah, but also happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Thanks, Thanks a lot. All right. Well. Um... Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners out there, all the viewers, and we will see you next week. For episode 80. Have a good night. Bye.